The Amazing Beauty of Creation is brought to you by CompuKids. CompuKids is an online technology academy for kids. CompuKids offers courses like game development, coding, app development, graphic design, and animation, all especially designed for kids. The CompuKids courses are all available as downloadable multimedia ebooks. CompuKids will help you to prepare your child for the fourth industrial revolution by providing them with valuable technology skills. Support the show by visiting www.compukids.me. That's .me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Amazing Beauty of Creation. Now, today we're going to kick off a series about apex predators, predatory animals that are strong, powerful, vicious and extremely well suited for the tasks that they do. I'm your host Bilal Katrada and I'm your co-host Talha Katrada and we're going to start off with the king of all predators, the king of the jungle. But before we go there, Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran, فَمَا لَهُمْ عَنِ التَّذْكِرَةِ مُعْرِضِينَ كَأَنَّهُمْ حَمَرٌ مُسْتَنْفِرَةٌ فَرَّتْ مِنْ قَسْوَرَةٌ So Allah Ta'ala in the 29 Jews of the Quran, Surah Muddathir, He says regarding the people that are turning away from the message of the Prophet, that what's the matter with them? That they are running away from this message as if they are alarmed and scared donkeys. See, Allah Ta'ala calls them donkeys. كَأَنَّهُمْ حُمَرٌ مُسْتَنْفِرَةٌ Humor is donkey. So as if they are donkeys. فَرَّتْ مِنْ قَسْوَرَةٌ Who are running away from a lion. So donkeys running away from a lion. Now you can imagine that whole scenario in your mind. You've got these these scared donkeys that look rather silly and ridiculous, probably braying as they're running away. And there's this predatory lion that's uh, following them. So that's a metaphor. A lot of people don't realize that the Quran is the, does in fact make mention of lions. And this is it. This is where lions are mentioned in the Quran. So the, the mention of the lion here is in the context of a predator. A scary, vicious predator that the donkeys are running away from. So even in those years, in those times... People were well aware of lions. In fact, I think there were lions present in Arabia up until a couple of hundred years ago. And although they are gone extinct in most of uh, Asia and Europe, but there's still one stronghold, Allah. Correct. Uh, specifically in, in India, there's a little stronghold of, of lions still alive there. Uh, That's interesting. I mean, who would have thought? Lions are generally seen as African animals. If you want to see a lion, the first thing that comes to mind is go to Africa. But there's lions in India. Correct. And in, th that's not like, like a zoo or anything. That's actually a game reserve that they live in. Uh, like you said, yeah, I think we will go more in depth in that later in the episode. But Afri uh, lions are not an exclusively African creature. Uh, historically, they were present through a lot of Asia and even into Europe. And, but unfortunately, yeah, they, they have gone extinct in, in those areas with the exception of that tiny uh, little stronghold. But back to the lion itself. So the lion is 
the largest of the African cats, right? It's in, in, on the African continent, it sits at the top of the food chain, largely because of its size. Uh, in fact, it's the second largest living cat uh, in the world, second only by, by the tiger, which is, is a bit of a, it's a bigger sized cat, it's more robust. Now, male lions are huge. A male lion can reach over two meters in length from its head to, no, not till the edge of its tail, to the edge of its body. Wow, that is so huge. Two meters. So if you imagine a really tall person lying down on the floor, that's the length of, of a full-grown male lion. That's a giant creature. I mean, it's the second largest cat in the world, but I mean, still, that is huge. And it's, it's terrifying in a way. Wait, what? Second largest? Second Which is largest. the largest? Uh, the tiger. You mean tigers are bigger than lions? Tigers are slightly larger and heavier than, than lions. That is very interesting. Very interesting. So I guess when we look at lions in pictures and documentaries, it does no justice. Because unless you see a lion, for those that uh, you know go to these lion parks, because that's about the only places that we can see them. So when you do see one, it's um, it's overwhelming. Um, Correct. It, it's terrifying and... You know, even the the the, the juveniles are, are so intimidating. I don't think in my life I've ever seen a full-grown male lion up close. But I was fortunate enough to go to to a lion park a couple of years back, and there were just these juveniles there. And the scary thing was that when they nudge against the car, even the younger ones, the entire car shakes. That's mm. how heavy they are. That's how strong they are. Mm. They are com- it's terrifying and you're sitting in a car and there's like a pride of lions patrolling around your car and the only thing separating you from them is these windows and then you start doubting the strength of those windows to keep them out well i'll tell you this if the lions only knew how weak and flimsy those window windows were with one uh slash of their claws they could easily break the car windows easily and get a snack inside the car and we wouldn't be able to put up much of a fight against the lion. That's why I said they'll get a snack. <laughs> okay, no. so you, you, lions are apex predators, right? Correct. What is an apex predator? So an apex predator is a predator that sits on top of the food chain. And there's no, it has no natural predators. There's no other creature that will actively hunt and prey on this creature. So they sit right at the top. Like if you imagine the the food chain as a pyramid, they'll sit right at the top, right at the point, right at the apex of that that predator uh, of that food chain, and that's where it comes from. Now, I mean, lions achieve that rank firstly because of their their size and their strength. I mean, a two meter long creature that weighs upwards of maybe two hundred kgs for a large lion with a with a very dangerous and lethal set of uh, of weapons, weapons so claws teeth perfectly designed for for killing other creatures yeah you know i mean you see the the size of a lion's paw against i mean like compared to a human and you realize just how powerful these creatures are how big is it how big is the lion's paw? Well, I mean, if you, had to, yeah. if you had to take an average man and you put a lion paw on his chest, it would cover over half of his chest. Wow. So imagine that slashing into him. It's, it's crazy. With those razor-sharp claws. Oh, they, that's some scary stuff. It is. And they achieve that rank firstly because of their, their size and their strength and their weapons, but also because they live in groups called prides. 
Now, even in nature, teamwork is very important. And so lions, they live together and they even hunt together. So it makes taking down larger prey very easy. I wonder where the term pride comes from. I wonder, I mean, yeah. Kind of an odd name yeah, for I mean, a, a group pride, of lions. Yeah, a group of lions, a pride of lions. Maybe because they look so proud sitting together. Maybe. But then that again tells us there's a lesson in that for us as human beings also. That as strong as you can be, there's a strength in unity, there's strength in, in exactly. working together. And that strength will come in when they're hunting, but also it prevents any other creatures from harming them. So any other potential predators that roam the same areas, it, it, I mean, they, they're going to have a really hard time trying to take on an entire pride, especially because, I mean, on average, a pride of lions will consist of about 15 animals, but there are recorded prides uh, with upwards of, of 30 members. Oh, so wow. th- that's a huge group, and I don't think it's possible for any predator alive today to single-handedly take on a pride like that. Yeah, I mean, that's 30 lions or even 15 lions working together. Imagine their, their effectiveness. And you know, when you look at documentaries of lions actually on the hunt, they, other than just being in a pride, other than just being part of a family, they also seem to have this amazing synchronicity between them. It's as if they are communicating with each other through some sort of telepathy where they they synchronize a hunt and they work together to hunt an, an animal. So you won't, for example, get two lions approaching from the same side or two lions tripping all over each other uh, during a hunt. Each one knows its place. Each one knows what its role is in in the strategy. And that's one of the most amazing things, if you ask me, as far as prides of lions go. It's not just a a uh, a group of animals you know just uh, hanging out together they actually collaborate and they actually know what their roles are in the pride but more importantly during the hunt and even after an animal is killed there's still a hierarchy who eats first and who eats next and who eats last it's kind of an unfair system because i mean it Males will generally hunt on their own, like in the pride, but the females will hunt as a group. And then when they take down an animal, still it's the males that get to eat first. And only once the males are done, then the females will eat. And when the females are done, then only like the, the smaller, the younger lions will get to eat. They'll get to eat what's left. And in, in the lion community, the only way you can ensure you get food is if you fight for it. So that's why you'll see when lions are, even though they're like part of the same family, whenever they're eating, there's always a quick scruffle that, that, that breaks out. You know, one lion will turn around and slash out at another one. But so that's, could, the, that's why they call it the law of the jungle. It doesn't okay. apply to human beings, lest any man gets any ideas that he'll send his wife to work and he'll live off her. Correct. And uh, it, it's actually very different. And that kind of system is actually very effective at keeping lions at the top of the food chain because... I mean, if a lion isn't strong enough to compete for the food, chances are it's going to die out because it's, it's a weaker lion. So that ensures that only the toughest ones survive. Survival of the fittest, Survival according the fittest. to Darwin's theory. That's exactly. the one theory of his that actually makes sense. Correct. And you know, the weaker ones die off. So that makes sure that even as lions breed, that only the strongest ones will pass on, pass on their genes and maintain like a strong 
population of lions right yeah. so i mean lions eat meat right correct steaks chops they actually have a, a really wide variety of creatures that they eat you see lions besides being an apex predator they are also known as a keystone predator or a keystone creature what this means is that they control the ecosystems that they live in they have a very important role and without lions the entire ecosystem uh, could be at risk the entire ecosystem could become off balance like i mean for example without without the presence of lions uh, it could cause certain creatures to now start to become more and more abundant and then they would start pushing out other creatures like for example let's just say uh, wildebeests become a, a lot more abundant and then they start competing more for food with the zebras and then the zebras get pushed out and then their numbers can start dwindling so and it could have a whole bunch of of crazy effects on the ecosystem but the presence of lions is believed to keep all of that together and remove them and things go haywire yeah and keep the entire system under control you know that highlights uh, something else that's very important that we don't realize the extremely fine tuned systems that allah taala has created in the in the world in the universe in fact and we have a very basic understanding of it but we don't realize that take away one thing from that system and everything comes down collapsing like like a jenga tower one one element is is missing and everything else collapses and that's why the damage that we as human beings are doing to the environment has much far reaching consequences that we are not aware of i mean a development company goes into an area clears out a whole um a whole lot of trees for us it's just trees and bushes and some some creatures that are scuttling away but really that is an part of a ecosystem that is contributing to the global ecosystem is contributing to the global weather patterns and that's why we're finding these erratic weather patterns taking place nowadays it's global warming it's not that global warming is entirely a human phenomenon the globe has been warming since the ice ages but what we are doing is we are accelerating it by killing off these plants killing off these massive forests and these creatures and what we are doing is we damaging the earth and in doing in damaging the earth we actually damaging ourselves so whether you look at it in inner space meaning in our in our bodies or in the world around us or in outer space this beautiful extremely well balanced system and it's interesting you mentioned that about the lion as being a keystone uh, uh role player in in um, in um, jungles because they are uh what you're saying is you remove the lion and things just go haywire you know i can almost picture what will happen imagine if the numbers of these herbivorous animals are not controlled lions control the, the the numbers now take away the lions and these creatures will start breeding prolifically and they'll start breeding out of control and the more they breed the more they'll eat the more they'll eat the more plants will die the plants won't be able to regenerate fast enough and what will happen is large tracts of land will become barren and barren land becomes desert and desert just doesn't regenerate and what's going to happen is that those creatures 
even though they proliferated at one stage, are now going to die out because their habitat turned into a desert. Now you see how important that the lions picking off a few members every now and again is actually saving the whole species. Because if the lions didn't pick out those, then the species wouldn't survive. The jungle wouldn't survive. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, if, if someone thinks that what you're saying sounds a bit far-fetched, I think we'll go into this in a, in a future episode. But just to uh, give you an example of what, how important role keystone creatures play in the ecosystem, I think it was the Yellowstone National Park when wolves were removed, wolves also play a keyst- uh, keystone element in, the, in that ecosystem, but when wolves were removed from that park, it caused rivers to start flooding. And I'll stay tuned for a future episode where we'll go in-depth into that. Oh, so you're doing that. You're keeping us in suspense. Exactly. Okay. So how did removing wolves from an ecosystem cause rivers to start to flood? Cause rivers to flood. Uh, Think about that and then we'll give you the answer in a future episode. But anyway, back to lions. All right. Their diet. Okay, so everyone knows lions are carnivores and they feed on an incredibly large variety of prey because i mean especially historically lions were abundant in a number of places they reached you know as we said europe and asia so depending where they were their food preferences was different but generally let's just say on the african continent their preferred animals are like uh, you know the buffalo the zebra the wildebeest and even the giraffe but if times are tough and you know or they just come across any other creature they don't mind taking it. They even eat like smaller monkeys and even lizards and snakes now and then. It's very rare, but it, it does happen. All right. And so a lot of the time, lions will hunt their own prey. They are predators that hunt prey. But they also won't mind eating an already dead creature that has perhaps died of disease. And because of their size and the fact that they're moving numbers, they also have no problem stealing prey from other creatures. Of course, who's going to refuse a free lunch, right? Exactly. So let's just say like a hyena or a leopard made a kill or a group of hyena even. This group of lions will move in and bully the rest of them out and and take their, their fool, take their kill. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they're kind of bullies in, on, in, in nature. I mean, if you've got the, the size and the strength and the the gang to support you and a family to support you why wouldn't you be sometimes power corrupts doesn't it okay let's talk about uh you mentioned earlier on you're going to come back to their the habitat right historically so, and currently okay so yeah so lions yeah like you mentioned were generally thought to be an african creature but i mean this is not true because I mean, while the majority of lions have always lived in Africa, Africa was always the largest, or had the largest population of lions, but historically, lions were found in Asia and even into Europe. So like in Asia, you you found, like going north from Africa, you found uh, lions across Arabia, you found them going north into Turkey, and further north still, into just, you know, the southernmost tips of Russia even, lions were present there. Oh, wow. I mean, don't you have like some really cold places there like Siberia? You do. I'm not sure if they went all the way into Siberia, but maybe a little bit more south of that. Wow, and they okay. still, I mean, if you think about it, even like in Turkey, the, the climate is quite cold and it's very different from the African continent. But lions still manage to live there, no problem. 
Wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And they get snow in the winters, so it would be interesting to know how those lions survived during the winter, whether they yeah. migrated or they found some other mechanism to survive. Yeah, and I mean, in Asia, they also reached as far east as India. So they went all the way across Asia, you can see. If you imagine the map, you can think about where, A- where India is on the map. Lions lived in that whole area. Okay. So, and, you know, it's the, so a lot of people, especially when, I know, like comparing lions and tigers, people get quite fanatical over their favorite, uh, their favorite cat. And they all usually come to the conclusion, well, it's not like lions and tigers ever fought each other because they live across the world, but they probably did live, I mean, they did live in the same area. They probably did compete for food. And even in that, that last stronghold uh, of lions in India, they probably still do. So they, there's probably tigers there. There probably well. is. But I guess these apex predators just generally tend to stay out of each other's way, right? Correct. I mean, the yeah. lion is more an open field hunter and the tiger is more a stealth hunter who hunts in the underbrush rather than chase its prey on an open prairie. So, I mean, they've got different niches that they're targeting. Exactly. And, well, I mean, I think if you compare them, in a one-on-one match, I think a tiger would win. But remember, lions don't hunt alone. They hunt in prides. Wow, so a tiger wouldn't really be able to take on a pride or lions. So Sher Khan is all they say he is in the book, right? That powerful. All right, interesting be. stuff. But you know what's my, my favorite reference to lions better than the Jungle Book or any others of the number of stories about lions? It's the time when Hazrat Ali Radiallahu who was... Uh, uh, fighting this this guy in a battle, and the guy asked him, "Who are you?" So he says, "Analadi samatni ummi behedar. I am the one whose mother called him the lion, and that was phenomenal, and that name stuck, and he became known as Haider Ali from then until now. People still name their their kids that. In fact, there's a whole city in India, and which was used to be a region called. Hyderabad. So it's actually Hyderabad. So, I mean, India does have a significant uh, history with, with lions to have a whole region named after uh, lions. So that's uh, pretty cool. Anyways, I think we are running out of time. We do. Uh, yeah, I think this, this will have to wrap up this episode here on, on the lions. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'd like to explore further? other than that cliffhanger you left with us, you know, with the wolves, I'd like to explore how the lions are actually equipped for life in the, in the jungle, how they're actually equipped on a very detailed basis for life as apex predators and the dynamics that go on within the families. That's I think that, that is something we can discuss. And especially, I mean, lions live across all of Africa and going into Europe, I mean, people believe that they lived, you know, in Italy, in France, and even as far west as Spain. And all of those places have such different climates. So, I mean, I think it would be interesting to talk about those different regions that lions live in and how they survive in such different climates. That's true. I mean, that'll be exciting. And if our listeners want to communicate with us in any way, we've got an Instagram channel. Uh, It's at... Uh, the Amazing at, Beauty of Creation. At The Amazing Beauty of Creation. Quite a bit of a long name, but it's easy, right? The Amazing Beauty of Creation. Just put an at in front of it. Uh, please follow our Instagram uh, uh, account and uh, 
drop us a message. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us what you want to explore next in the universe around us. Anyways, that's a wrap for today's episode. I'm your host, Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host, Talha Katrada. And this is The Amazing Beauty of Creation.